Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Hey, just a couple of minutes here. I, I, I promised that we would be walking at five o'clock. We're going to um, light the candles in just a couple of minutes here, but just a couple of thoughts. Um, you know, I was uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we uh, made a family mistake, and the mistake was uh, to take our little kids out to Bass Pro Shop. And you don't even know where I'm going with this yet, but you're, you already think that's pretty funny, I know. Uh, and, and so we headed out, and why were we going there? Well, because uh, that's where Santa was. And so we went out there on that Saturday, and we discovered that uh, half of Pierce County decided to get their picture taken on the exact same day. There were like, literally like hundreds and hundreds of people that were in line uh, to get pictures with Santa Claus, and you know, just you're just wrangling your kids. You know what I'm talking about? It's just kind of like, you know, stay here, all that kind of So I think we stood in line for about two hours. And um, in fact, when we finally got to Santa, this is the best that we could do as far as the picture. Let's put that picture up there. This is as, as good as we could have got it right there. Fulton was not, he was not having it. He was not having it. Um, but uh, so now we just bring Santa to church. You know what I mean? And, so it's a whole, it's a better deal, right? But you know what, I was, I was standing in that line and this thought popped into my mind. And the thought that popped into my mind was, do these people truly know the significance of really why they're standing in this line? The significance of this little Jewish baby boy born, where tonight and all over the world, the last... 48 hours or so, millions upon millions upon millions of people have been celebrating his birth in over 2,000 different languages. I mean, this baby, the significance of his birth has affected everyone on this planet in some capacity. And I was thinking about that, and I loved, didn't you love Pastor Eric reading the Christmas story with the kids? That was awesome. I didn't even realize it was going to, it was going to go down that good, man. It was really well, well done. And, you know, as I was reading, as, as he was reading that story, uh, I noticed there's a theme in that story, in that Christmas story of this, this reoccurring symbol and picture of light. Someone say light. When you read the story, there's this light that we see throughout the story. We see that the angel appears before the shepherds and scripture said there was a glowing light and and, and that that light was directing these shepherds, these very low-level employment. To be a shepherd in that ancient culture, it was, like, it was like the bottom of the career choices. It was like anyone could do that, right? And, and so, but this angel, this light appears to them and directs them to this baby. And I, just, just a, here's, here's a little thought that I want you to write down. A couple of thoughts. Write this down. The, the light, the light for your direction. You see, the Holy Spirit provides a pole. He, he provides a direction for you. He, he is, Scripture says that He is the light for your path. And as I, I thought about this, I, I thought about these shepherds who are these lowly uh, people. But then, on the other hand, you have the Magi. If you study anything about these Persian magicians, if you will, they, they were like at the top, the very top of the echelon of career choices, man. They were brilliant. They, they, were, they were honored. They were revered. 
And far off in Persia, another land far away, they were drawn by a light as well, the star. And, and so it's, it's beautiful how God uses this same light to draw all men, all women, despite who you are, despite what color your skin is, despite how much money you have. He, he draws you with that same beautiful light, the light for your directions. In fact, historians say that it took uh, approximately two years for the Magi to even arrive uh, to Jesus. And, and, and they would have known the, the, uh, the Hebrew prophecies and they would have understood what the star meant. And so they were following this star and you had to have, have, have imagined somewhere along the way, I don't know, six months in, year and a half in, they, they must have gotten a bit discouraged. Like, when are we going to get there? When are we going to arrive? Is, is this really a true thing? Are we just going to keep going? And, and it got me thinking about that even this week. There's some of you in this room possibly that you've been following this light that the Lord provides, but maybe you've gotten discouraged along the way. Maybe you've, maybe you've lost your direction or, or, or maybe you're here tonight and, and, and you love Jesus, but you, you, you seem like you're not, you're not really getting to the end to, to, to really experience him fully. And I reminded what scripture even says in Psalms 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet. It's a light for my path. You say, pastor, how, how, how can I get back on track? I would say, get into his word. Listen to his words and, and, and absorb it. And, and he will direct you along the way. I'm reminded 30 years after the birth of Jesus, Jesus is celebrating what is called the Feast of Lights. Maybe you've heard of Hanukkah. I wish you could get all, all of the details of what the significance of the Feast of Lights were. And, 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 and so Jesus is at this celebration. Notice what he says here in John 8, verse 12. He says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What was Jesus saying here? Well, he was saying that he is the light for your darkness. That's my second thought. This light directs you, but he also, it illuminates the darkness that we find ourselves in from time to time. Maybe you're here today, you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm in some in the middle of some pretty dark stuff right now. I'm, I'm walking through a season where it feels really, really dark. And how can this story that took place over 2,000 years ago connect with me in the middle of my darkness? How, 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 how can I relate to this whatsoever? And I think sometimes the problem that we as culture uh, partake in is, is that we've we've taken the nativity scene we've taken the picture of what christmas is and we've and we've 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 made it beautiful we've seen all those nativity scenes of this beautiful setting and everything but the reality was he came from heaven to a barn full of animals uh, um, excrements and 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 really he was in a cave and so it would have been pitch dark in there and so maybe you're here tonight and you say Pastor, I'm in, a, I'm in a dark place. I want you to know that he came and he inserted himself into one of the darkest 
saddest moments that anyone could ever wrap their head around. And why did he do that? So that you would know that he did that for you, that you could relate to him in a better way. He, he could have come and, and been born in a palace that they expected he would, but no, 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 he had you on his mind and he came into a dark suffering situation because that's who he is. He is the light for your darkness. Psalm 18 verse 28 says, you light a lamp for me. The Lord my God lights up my darkness. John 12 says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. That's who he is. And here's the last thought, and then we're going to light the candles. I'm reminded of Luke chapter 2 of this story, verses 18 and 19. It says, all who heard the shepherd's story, was they were astonished. Verse 19 says this, but Mary kept all these things in her heart. What I want you to know is that the choice to think on and to dwell in this light is often simply a decision. And that's what I want, the last thought I want to leave with you tonight, and that is the light as your decision. I was thinking about Mary just even this afternoon. I was thinking about what she was going through, having to leave her land and travel to a far off land and having to give birth in that situation. Just, just, just a miserable setup. I thought about this Mary who, when she would walk into the marketplace, I'm sure people would say, oh, there she is. She's the one that God got pregnant. No way. And I'm sure she heard the jeers and the mocking. And, and I'm reminded that scripture says here that Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. You see, friends, maybe you're here today and you're so focused on the struggles that, you're, that are taking place in your life right now. You're dwelling on the pain that's coming your way. Can I encourage you tonight, just like Mary, to change the way you're thinking and dwell on the things that he's done for you in the past, the things that he's done for your friends. Maybe you haven't experienced his light in that significant way yet, but there's someone in this room that has Hear the stories. Meditate on who he is and what he has done for you and what he will do for you. Hold them close to you and his light will begin to shine through you into other people. We're going to light these candles right now. and I'm going to ask the house lights to go down. And I was thinking about the power of light even today. I was thinking about that Jesus came as the soul light. The light to this dark place, this dark world. You see, as he gave his light, his life for us, he gave an assignment and the assignment was to now go and be the light. Brothers, could you just turn all the lights off in the house that we practiced this morning on the front here? And as we do that, I'm going to ask Ashley to come forward. And then we've already got friends that are passing light all over the room. 
little bit darker, friends. That's bring them all the way down if we can do that. That's, that's the idea. There it is. And now look around as you see, as we pass this light to our neighbor, the room starts to get a little brighter. Why do we do this little symbol? Well, because this is what the gospel is all about. And this is what we're called to do. We're called to take his light into a dark place. I'm, thank, I'm so thankful that the Lord has strategically placed us right in this part of the country. Dark place, but when we come together and we begin to live out what he's called us to do, you see that darkness has to flee. <laughs> and that's what we've been called to do. How do we shine our lights in this county? By loving each other, by serving each other, by supporting each other. That's what we're called to do. And I'm grateful that I'm a part of a church that's been doing this over a hundred years. And I'm so grateful we're just going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing what the Lord's called us to do. Come on, stand to your feet all over this auditorium. We have four minutes left. I told you. I told you I wasn't playing around. But why don't we do this? If, if you're here with, a, with your spouse or your kiddo, get close to them. Maybe that means hold their hand, put your arm around them. And we're going to sing this, this little song. Maybe Ash, and, is there any way that you could safely get up here with our kids? I don't know. Be careful about that. But we're going to sing Silent Night tonight. And as we sing it, just look at that candle. And may, may your prayer be as we sing, Lord, speak to me. Give me opportunities to let your light shine in this community that we love so much. Brother Adam, would you lead us? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly Come on, one more verse, and let's just raise it up real high and sing it out, brother. Silent night, 
God, we commit this sacred moment to you. We worship you. And corporately, we just say thank you for coming. Thank you for loving. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for Jesus. So Lord, as we leave here, may we walk out of here with the light of Christ in our hearts to shine in this community that needs light so desperately. We are honored and humbled, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All righty. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.